everybody and welcome to a boombox rocking creative process burying overlord zombie movie watching 25th anniversary viewing of the brothers of discussion we're gonna cover everything from john moxley's wwe tell all interview with chris jericho to wwe canceling smackdown live events oh my god and finally giving you the nxt 25 preview you deserve Good, bad, it's what you deserve. Matt, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I'll i be honest, I didn't even think to, uh, the, the 25th anniversary thing went right over my head. <laughs> like, That's oh. why there's two of us. Yay! You know? <laughs> what was that Tom Cruise joke about uh, in, war, in the War of the Worlds? You know, me, between me and my brother, we know everything. Matt, when's uh, the 25th anniversary of NXT? Uh, it's this Saturday. I think that oh. makes that uh, June first, or it's not. Wait, that's not the twenty. That's I, what I. That was my point. <coughs> it's not the twenty fifth. Well, it's the twenty fifth NXT. Ah, and you're supposed to say that's one my brother knows. Oh wait, no, it's the uh, takeover twenty fifth takeover, not twenty fifth NXT. There's been... This is the twenty fifth episode, Matt. All those years, you know, they <laughs> none of them counted till now. Um. Go. Well, let's talk um, uh, Brothers of Discussion, where everybody can find us. Uh, we are at BOD Podcast on Twitter, where you can find us the same way on Facebook. Uh, if you want to find the website, find the archives of all the old episodes, and of course, all of our lovely blogs. That's at BODpodcast.com or Brothers of Discussion.com. Uh, also, feel, feel free to email us. Uh, Mike, I believe it's just Mike at BODpodcast.com. You've got uh, tons of options. You can do Mike at BODpodcast.com, Matt at BODpodcast.com, Matthew at BODpodcast.com, <laughs> Michael at BODpodcast.com. Uh, if you're and feeling the, fancy, the, you can go to admin at BODpodcast. All of those and are open for you. And are just flying in. We have so many. We're buried in them right now. Um Give us a little time to read all these. Yeah, this will uh-huh. take... We want to read every single email we get before we start responding to them. So since there's literally thousands of them, uh, it'll it'll take us a while. Uh, but a lot back, of to, thesis back reports. to reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Head on mm-hmm. over. You If uh, if you could do us the favor, I'm going to ask in the beginning of the show, because who knows who gets to the end of the show. But please, please, please. We will give back to you, but first, please we give uh, as subscribe, good as we get. review, rate, uh, really everything good. you can do on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find the Brothers of Discussion, including Player.fm, which they're pretty nice because they share us on Twitter when we post. Um, but wherever you find us, wherever you get your Brothers of Discussion, uh, rate and review us, and uh, we will uh, one day, once it means something, because we need you to rate and review and subscribe uh, for those uh, for those keeping score at home. Uh, for that to happen uh, is what we're waiting for so that we can start making some, some money. And like I said, we are not here to make a bunch of money, so we're going to give back. So then that's when the giveaways start. That's when the fun starts, once, once we start getting reviewed. 
and uh, and yep. rated. So we, get to it, we, brothers of discussion fans, members of the faction. Get it to your podcast source and and tell them how great we are. Get on it. All right, Matt. I, we're gonna open up with something Matt loves to do a lot, and uh, that's get credit for when he predicts something that comes to fruition. Yay! Uh, Brock Lesnar is our Money in the Bank briefcase holder. And he is. Last week, Matt, I, did you make a prediction about that? Because it's. Uh, I, I feel like there's an announcement that Brock was going to announce who he's going to do battle with. Well, yeah, and I, I think I, I told everybody at home too. Don't be surprised when this happens, but. Uh, I, does it still count as as a getting the prediction right when I'm telling everybody like the, the writings on the wall like this is definitely not gonna happen, but uh, yeah he didn't make his goddamn announcement and that's what we said would happen last week. It was just another way to get you to tune in um, yeah. on false pretenses and and I think we're gonna talk a lot today, Mike, about things that are promised uh, from a different <laughs> program and I think yeah. they were delivered. And just being fed more bullshit so that they can get ratings. I, I just... Mike, I, I'm going to tell you. This is the first week in a long time that I was satisfied with watching a half hour of WWE programming. And I had no qualms of turning it off and walking away. Uh, this a first time in, in a very long time. Definitely the first time since the podcast has been rolling. Because I'm usually, usually riddled with guilt. Uh, oh. Yeah, but, I mean... Uh... I guess, you know, it was a pretty, I think in our opinion, a pretty blatant um, attempt to get viewership up with the promise that you get to see the, you know, the big event, Brock Lesnar. Um, I think, uh, I mean, you you were right on the money, and, you know, it would be irresponsible of them to waste the money in the bank briefcase like that. It's stupid. That's That diminishes the whole gimmick. It ruins it. Right. Um, so, good move, not, not revealing who he's, you know, how he's going to use the briefcase, but puzzling decision uh to say the least to even create this uh this Conundrum. fake yeah this this fake offer in the first place I, I think it was a bait and switch that no that nobody was really buying um, it's just another like hole that they've dug themselves into and I don't, I don't know it just feels like they they don't feel like they're doing their jobs as writers unless they give themselves an impossible task <laughs> and essentially digging themselves out of this hole um and it's just i don't know it's getting it's getting tiresome mike i i i must confess uh i'm well it stinks that we oh needed to use this like uh this format to uh, um get to a point where we have a, a brand new t-shirt you could buy on the wwe shop um for the past uh you know past times we've seen brock now he's he's holding the briefcase and using it like a um like a john cusack boombox and he's just kind of rocking and rolling um and they even gave him a little uh you know it's pretty fun youtube videos people doctoring it but they gave him some some dance music for him to kind of boogie off to and uh matt i gotta say i i didn't hate that i i think it's kind of uh jumping the gun a little bit to have brock party t-shirts um I don't know who those are for, but it is kind of fun to see the big fella have a little character. Um, it it is kind of mocking towards us, I think, to allow him to, yeah. to boogie down and and do it like that. But I, I I don't mind seeing a little personality out of out of Lesnar and uh, <laughs> to see him taunt like that. 
it's just nice that he doesn't do that all the time because who would ever stop him <laughs> yeah i i mean <laughs> i i just he it, could honestly just do that I, all the way through every episode of 205 so, live and there'd be nobody on the roster to stop him <laughs> i guess like i am just stuck with my sour grapes is the problem is i don't want to like it um like i don't want to give them the satisfaction of of enjoying this ridiculousness because they're you know they're still like what does it mean you know to see that uh so i just i guess that's where my head's at i try not to be too negative so i i'm searching right now for some way to like start agreeing but yeah i i i just i'll I'll be the, you know, I'll take our mom's advice, and well, I, I have think... I have nothing good to say, so I'll just leave it at, at I'm still disappointed with Brock, so. Well, we, we got a little, because uh, last week we were really gung-ho about giving Brock the uh, 24-7 uh, championship. Yeah. Because we thought it would just be amazing to see, you know, nobody, you know, like the train stop. Like, nobody's going to chase after him to try and pin him because he's Brock, and he'll kill you. Right. And for somebody to sneak up and, you know, while Brock's sleeping and pin him in his in his sleep, so <clears throat> I think this is kind of getting us to that point. Because if Brock's doing dance parties now, that's kind of our truths thing. So I definitely think we'd be seeing some dance battles on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. I, I'm still. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive. No, I know. I, that's that's all I got for this. <laughs> it exists. Um, yeah, we'll kind of go down our, uh, we love doing the little tidbits, start the show. Um, this won't be a long one, it's just, we were really bummed out when Heavy Machinery first debuted, and we tried to do a, a bit called uh, Dirt Overdose, where it seemed like our boys were just getting buried. And uh doesn't look to be the case, Matt. They're finally, it looks like they're going to get a shot here. They got to be in the ring against the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, D-Bry and Rowan. Um... I think the encouraging thing is not just that they're getting an opportunity. <clears throat> so often with the tag titles, Matt, I think you'll agree. It just kind of feels like uh, musical chairs. Everybody's mm -hmm. kind of getting their turn. Um, at the very least, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded to me like that crowd was behind heavy machinery. Well, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'll have to let you know that i watched it with uh sound off and uh oh no <laughs> you skipped a tucky and otis I had, pro, uh, I had promo captions on. i had captions on uh what did watched, uh yeah what did the captions say for otis just watching tv with uh with my wife so. oh yeah <laughs> what did those <laughs> captions say man um, they, did they look like they were in english or i i <laughs> yeah i guess so i how did it autocorrect? Jackie, that's what I want to know. Um, <laughs> what? What are we doing? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, said, I just geeked out about my heroes, yeah. so I just wondered if it said, "Oh yeah," and it was like you know, twenty Y's at the bottom of the screen. Jackie. I think um, it was just in parentheses, just you know, inaudible <laughs> no <laughs> monkey sounds. Um, <laughs> I like you know, in parentheses, my, yeah. Yeah, my, my thing Incoherent this, monkey sounds. <laughs> my, my thing with this is, uh, you know, it's another erratic decision out of nowhere. Um, I know we should be thrilled with it because we love heavy machinery, but all this tells me is that heavy machinery is not going to win. 
it's also their struggle with trying to build up an, a, a tag division where they just kind of said, well, these guys are on the roster. Yeah, get it, put them in there. What have they done recently? Uh, well, they, they posted on Instagram, so anybody that's following them on Instagram knows <laughs> what's up. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know what's funny is is it's been so long that uh, we've, man, I... I, God damn it, man! Man, I'm just so, I'm so down on WWE this week, and it, it was because <laughs> we were shown like such a great show, and and I know, I know, like um, they have so much work to do, they have so much to prove, but yeah. it just was one thing to see a show that promised so much and delivered, and now, and 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 we love heavy machinery, but Mike, if you're honest with yourself. You don't want Heavy Machinery to just get a tag title shot. We want to see them get built up. It was it was what I wanted to see out of Drew McIntyre last year, and I got yeah. that. But it, it's it's you've got to see everything come full circle. You've got to see it come to fruition. And Heavy Machinery just being fodder for Daniel Bryan and Rowan just isn't going to feel as great after they probably you know lose and then disappear forever. Um, I yeah. That's I know my what you, prediction I know what you for mean. this feud, I, and I, I just, I don't feel good about it. Like it, it kind of feels the same as when they were like, "Hey, here's these six new people that are that are joining, uh, the the main roster." And uh, what what is EC3 doing? Well, the most notable thing EC3's been doing is being <laughs> talked about on Talk Is Jericho by John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose. So, <laughs> I, oh man, um. I know it's it's rough. I, that's it's just. I mean, that's where they came out with a they came out with a shirt this week. Uh, so maybe they're just trying to push those heavy machinery T-shirts. Um, it's absurd to me, like that. You know, we'll have like a hugs hugger section for Bailey, right? Yeah. We'll have like a cool Demon Balor shirt. Um, you know, Kevin Owens has like uh, um. Um, like he redid the the Monday Night Raw symbol, so it, it incorporated Kevin Owens and it still looked like Monday Night Raw. Like it looked cool. It was shocking to me that Heavy Machinery didn't have a shirt that just said, "Oh yeah, Otaki," you know? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you do, or you you know you should he should be like a graphic like holographic yeah. shirt. No, that... you can see him like air humping and you know tugging his little uh, semi horn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> semi horn. Oh, yeah, um, that's what I want to see him doing. Just tugging on his semi-horn. Um, that I mean, sure would be a collector's item, and you know it. Or at least branding. I'd be collecting all of them. Yeah, that's branding 101. I mean, like... It's literally that... just blue-collar strong. It's like, they don't... That's not them. Come on, man. Yeah. No, I... I, know. I uh, They've, uh, you know, collect... What was it? Three bullshit t-shirts in a row when they did the Firefly Funhouse, and it was, like, the most blatant, like... Microsoft Word Art from 1998, and now they're doing the Brock Party with a boombox, and now Blue Collar Strong. <laughs> like it's, it sounds like we're selling milk or something. I don't know. It's terrible. I, I hope they get a new shirt for our heroes. Um, uh, a couple other little tidbits here, Matt. WWE is canceling some uh, SmackDown Live events. Um, and it looks like this is a direct, directly connected to um numbers dropping and the new uh, wildcard format with top superstars switching back and forth. Uh, do you think this is uh, kind of a harbinger of bigger things, um, an indicator of bigger things, or 
Nah, just kind of a necessary evil. Like, do you, do you think this is a, a big deal for WWE? Um, and and because it's what we saw is that it's happening for the Monday shows. So right. the other house shows are okay, and Tuesdays obviously aren't getting canceled. It's just when there's overlap for um a SmackDown on a Monday. Well, well, I'll I'll say this. I, I know part of it is so that these um, rumor mill websites can actually type out SmackDown is canceled. So I don't know about you, but I, I'm always looking up notes for SmackDown and what pre-filled on Google was SmackDown canceled uh, because there's so many of these rumor websites that are putting that in there. So now they get, you know, free traffic over their website to say that some bozo is going to check out and see why SmackDown's canceled. Uh, you know, they're not reading the whole story. They're just hoping, you know what I mean? Like that that's one side of the story. That's why that is so that's why that's such a huge story. I bet it's happened before and we just didn't know. Uh, but I guess yeah, the other side of it is is this uh, so I'm guessing you you opened that link and and took a look at at what I what I posted there for you cuz that that's where that's what I read out of that was that they're they're trying to uh, the rumor websites are trying to say that this is happening because of the wild card rule, and I—I I mean, if it—if this is happening, I doubt that—that that is why. Like that would be the only decision. I feel like it's one of those things that they've talked about canceling it, or they're not selling enough tickets to to make it financially viable. Yeah. So now it's like a few things topped on top of each other. And it's like, okay, now we should just cancel this because now we don't even have enough people on the roster, uh, to, you know, to bring every, anybody to the show. So I think I think it's got to be multiple things. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it's always been a couple things, and now and now the thing to to kind of uh, uh, break the camel's back was was this uh, wild card rule and making sure that there were enough people to keep uh usa and fox happy once once fox starts taking control in the fall um yeah you know, i mean i, I, can I, believe I don't it think, all yeah it's i don't think it's a big uh, big of a deal at all and I, I honestly going in it sounds like you should just cancel all you know raw shows raw house shows for tuesdays and all smackdown house shows for mondays because it's like if you're invested in wrestling, you're probably going to watch the TV product, you know, and then maybe watch a house show Wednesday or Thursday or Saturday or whatever. So just, I don't know, just seems like kind of a non-issue. Um, Matt, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on is because I know you own uh, five Dolph Ziggler t-shirts. Um, Corbin, Baron Corbin and Dolph are respectively going to get title shots at Saudi Arabia. Um, is this just a, a perfect microcosm of what wwe sees in these guys that they're going to be in nothing one-off feuds is this a perfect way for them to get a title shot yeah and then just fade off well that's why you know that that goes back to me not being excited for heavy machinery like i why am i gonna get too excited about you know as you know as uh i, I buy all of dolph ziggler's t-shirts because i've always loved his work i, I i've Regardless of what the storyline has been, he's always put on amazing matches, and it's because he sells so well, and that's a whole other thing we've talked about the last few weeks, but I just don't see this panning out into anything, and there's an amazing opportunity to make to make this into something, and, um, you know, it's just, it's just going to come and go, and Dolph's going to probably go to the mid-card, which 
I think we all know that he has no problem with. I don't think he... I think his thing is just like, I'll do this shit, but I'm going to get paid to do it. Um, yeah. I, I, and I don't blame him for that. I'm not saying... that. That's the decision I would make. I am not uh, a John Moxley, as we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I would make the Dolph Ziggler choice because right now he gets to when when he's on tour with them he gets to tour the country he gets paid pretty well because he's negotiated pretty well and uh looks like he gets some good time off and now you know when he's on the show he's in a championship match even though i think you and i both know he's not gonna win we can agree on that um but you know it's just it's one of those things where it would be great it would be great to see him get the win. And, again, Seth Rollins losing to Baron Corbin, it's not going to hurt Seth Rollins. It's definitely right. going to help Baron Corbin. It's definitely going to help build this roster into more than just three people. Um, so why not? It's my argument. Um, why not have Corbin cheat? Why not have Ziggler cheat and give them the titles and have the hero chase the titles is, is what we all want to see anyway? Um, I, but it, that's that's the thing, is is we all want that, and we know yeah. we're not gonna get it. So it's just, it's a it's a Brock Lesnar's gonna make his decision on the Money in the Bank contract. You know, tune in because yeah. your boy Dolph Ziggler. You guys said you liked <clears throat> him. You said it. You are the ones who said it. So now he's in a championship match. So if you really like him, you tune in. Right? That's all this is. It, yeah. It's just, it's another ploy to trick me. And I, I refuse to watch the Jetta non-Saudi Arabia show that they've been talking about <laughs> on Monday yeah. Night for the last few weeks. Um, well, um, Matt, let me uh, let me throw this at you. I think the WWE is definitely sucking the energy out of this episode. Like, we, you know, we know some of our heroes are getting title shots at a meaningless uh, Saudi Arabian uh, blood money house show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, I was hoping that I know you had your game, uh, two truths and a lie. Do you want to do a quick round of that? Um, well, I mean, the, the way I'd like to produce it is that I'd give it a huge intro and then my music would start up. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really planning on improving uh, a, a, a segue, but uh, are we are we done with tidbits? We have a lot of we well, still have I, a lot of I tidbits wanna, on here. Yeah, I know. I want to talk about um, uh, John Moxley and the interview he did with Chris Jericho, but I didn't know if you wanted to do this first or kind of pepper it in or yeah, let's whatever just you want do, to do. Let, let's do it. Let's jump into, everybody, your favorite game on the Brothers of Discussion to Rumors and a Lie. This is, what, this is what it's called. Everybody, you know it. You love it. Music turns in the background. Shit. It is the most fun game you've ever Woo! heard on a wrestling podcast. Because why, Mike? Because it's the only game that's played on a wrestling podcast. Ah, yes. Now, uh, Mike, I told you about it. We uh, Before we started, we have some categories for you to pick through. And uh, before I go over those categories, so if anybody's familiar with the show, you get excited. There's categories coming. Uh, but... The way that this works, Mike, is we like to highlight how dumb uh, the rumor mill in the wrestling community can be. So what we're going to do is just kind of highlight how difficult it is to pick pick between the, the thick weeds of what is uh, an actual rumor, what is something I just made up. And that's because these MFers are, 
are so good at tricking us and making us believe that there's there's an actual you know this this baloney that we talked about last time of, of Luke Harper isn't being booked right now because he doesn't do a believable southern accent um right. you know like we don't need that kind of garbage rolling around in our head so let's try and destroy it by highlighting how dumb it is um but <laughs> I'm ready maybe we're just bringing more attention to it Mike, I, you you're... know what I went 0 for 3 last time Badly, and I tried to even eliminate some answers, and then I eliminated the wrong one. So, well, let's. I, let's I'm do ready this. to get back in the game. You've got five categories to choose from oh today, Mike, God. and I'm hoping that when you pick the category, or at least there'll be a couple on here that'll make it. You know, you'll you'll know maybe a little bit about this area, or you'll you'll get a better feel of what's going on. So it should help you figure out, uh, maybe maybe make it just a, a twinge easier. Uh, but let's let's go through these categories, and you let me know which one you want, Mike. Um, All right, I'm ready. We've got, Mike, the first category, three weeks old. That's in reference to some rumors being three weeks old, meaning I picked up these rumors when we first did the game, and we didn't go through this round. Uh, I thought it was maybe uh, newborn babies of WWE superstars. So. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> Mike, you've got uh, Mixed Bag, so that one's fun. Mike, you've got uh, Sasha Banks as a category. Ooh. You've got Venues as a category. Ooh. And Mike, okay. you've got AEW Signing Rumors Ooh. as a category. Ooh. Mike, well, I'm really... one of those... Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, all right. This was my favorite one uh, to put together. (laughs) Mike, we've got... I'm going to go through three rumors here just to go over the rules real quick, just to remind you. And two of these are rumors I found online, and you're trying to pick which one did Matt make up off the top of his head. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Mike, Sasha Banks. Shortly after WrestleMania, just to give you some context here. Backhanded Dana Brooke after Brooke attempted to calm her down right after WrestleMania. <laughs> Matt, you motherfucker, no, if you made no, that up. Number two. Number okay. two. Sasha Banks and Bailey laid on the floor of the women's locker room after WrestleMania, screaming with their displeasure of their booking as a means of protest. Number three, Sasha Banks had attempted to lay claim to the man moniker and says she should have been in the main event at WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. Mike, do you need a quick recap of these three Sasha Banks rumors? And if you can't believe that two of these are possibly true, (laughs) I don't blame you. All right, so I think I can do them. So there was Dana Brooke backhanding Sasha to calm her down. No, 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 no. Sasha Oh, backhanded Sasha Dana Brooke Dana because Brooke. Brooke was just trying to calm her down. And then we've got Sasha and Bailey writhing in agony <laughs> in the no, women's kicking locker and room. Screaming. Yeah. Well, kicking and screaming. Uh, over uh, with the their displeasure. Mania. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we have Sasha, um, what was the third one? The, the man moniker was actually her oh, idea. Okay. And she should have been main eventing WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. I, ooh, I'm gonna say that that is a real rumor. So you That's did not a, come up with that one, Mike. You did it again. No, that is the rumor I made up. No, Sasha Banks. That was the tamest one. Oh no. <laughs> God damn uh, it. 
Yeah, isn't this insane? Uh, they're, they're actually both reported by Sports Kita on, on different occasions uh, over the last couple months that Sasha Banks, so this is right after WrestleMania, they reported that she backhanded Dana Brooke, and they kept coming back to the same story. And then uh, uh, it was, uh, I guess, I shouldn't say the last couple months. I forgot WrestleMania was just in April, but uh, the, the last few weeks. Uh, but then the news came out, too, that Sasha and Bayley were both on the, the floor of the women's locker room, uh, kicking and screaming with their displeasure, their booking. Wow. Now, again, folks, we're not saying these actually happened. These are just the rumors that Sports Kita decided to come up with. And, and maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't even be highlighting their website going forward. I, I should just say those are the two <laughs> bullshit rumors we found <laughs> online. Jesus. Uh, uh, Mike, let, how do you feel about that? Yeah, let's get that. <laughs> uh, so many feelings. Uh, I can't believe the tamest one is the one you made up. <laughs> Um, Wouldn't that be hilarious, though, if it wasn't, like, Becky's work or, like, the fact that we got behind her? It's, it's like, Sasha would be that insane to go, I came up with the man. I should have been, like, as if that was what yeah. got Becky over. I think that was the most confusing part of the whole run, but, um... <laughs> well, uh, thank you for that, Matt. Let's try and pepper in a couple more of these throughout the show. Um... Let's uh let's talk about Moxley, man. This is the big news, I think. Uh, podcasts all over the world are screaming about this um, because it, I think it confirms what we've always um, I think guessed at. Uh, basically, how the WWE creative process works. Yeah. Uh, so formerly Dean Ambrose, now wrestling as John Moxley, went on the Talk Is Jericho podcast um, and basically broke down what it's like for him to. Uh, you know, before he does his promos, he, he basically has a writer who treats it, you know, like a script. Um, and sometimes there's some really absurdly ridiculous things uh, written out for you. And uh, unless you go up to the boss of the company and really, really put up a fight and show your displeasure, you're going to be saying some real absurdities on TV. Um so I think a couple of the examples here, and uh, I, 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 you know, they were from this this past year, this past working year. Um, gosh, he had. I know he made. I know he had to make that comment about Roman Reigns. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and his fight with leukemia. Um, so that that we that I will not forget. But according to Moxley, uh, there's an additional joke or comment he's supposed to make in a subsequent promo in the next week. That is so bad, he does not want to say what it was. Um, now, I will play a game here, Mike. Another game. Yes. Um, I'm convinced that when you're out with your friends and they say, I have something so mean to say, I can't even say it. I, it's just, it's going to make you so angry. And then you're like, no, 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 come on, just just say it. And we're not, we understand. We know it's not you saying it. Just, just say it. Like, it's fine. No, no, no. This is so mean. It's funny. It's the funniest thing you'll, you've ever heard, but I, I just can't. I can't stand to hurt your feelings. Right. That person's full of shit. All right? They have nothing on their mind. They thought of nothing. They had, like, maybe half a thought, and then they said, mm, I want to say something, and it's been a couple minutes since I've made sound out of my mouth hole. Here yeah. we go. I, well, I will say that was the first thought that popped in my head when uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose what have you said this on Jericho's podcast. I am, I will be obviously today I've proved I will be totally on board with burying the WWE. 
I don't know about this part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this this is going to be conjecture because of exactly what you're talking about, but we do know right. he did have to make at least one comment Legally. about Roman's fight uh, with leukemia to get heat. And that got um, us in trouble on social media. Remember? I'm I post I reposted it and said something about like can you believe they're using Roman's leukemia for storyline and that was like that was one of the f- the few times that our Twitter blew up uh but it was in a negative way just right comment after comment about how horrible we are for mentioning it and I was like no <laughs> I'm I'm telling you this is what happened I didn't make this decision um but yeah I guess that's kind of where that's kind of where John Moxley was at that point. Yeah, I, I you know what's you know what stinks too is, um, I actually remember these promos. Like I didn't have to go through YouTube. I actually I remembered this happening, and then I remember the other one he alluded to where, um, he it was a night where he had like four or five six promos. It was like the running um, storyline throughout the night where he kept teasing whether or not he's going to come face to face with Seth and uh was that the night with the garbage can that was on fire the, no i think that was a separate one because this one had um this is when he first came out with that gas mask this is what oh, he was kind of right, talking right, right. about um and vince had him some goofy pooper scooper line that luckily he didn't have to use but <laughs> yeah oh god like it it just screams of vince mcmahon's distorted sense of humor that i don't know if it it doesn't connect with you know his demographic he's looking for the 18 to 35s i don't think that connects with kids either nobody makes pooper scooper jokes come on vince um but i i guess one you know one thing that kind of jumped out for me matt um and it's something that that kind of made me admire uh moxley is we, you know, we were kind of given, um, like, Sasha Banks, we were kind of debating, you know, if she's doing her job correctly because she's not, um, you know, she's not acting, right? Even if you know you're going to lose, you still have to act like, you know, everything's okay. That's that's kind of your job as a performer, as a wrestling performer. Not You don't get to go, you know, undefeated. Um, yeah. So even if you're not booked to win, you still kind of, you know, hold up your end of the bargain and let somebody else get over so at, at the very least, it sounded like Moxley and, you know, we watched the examples, um, you know, where he, he would basically eat shit most of the time and, and do these crazy things with garbage cans and masks and, um, remember the hot dog stand with the ketchup yep. and mustard? Um, and he said, a, he had a quote on Jericho's show, if this is what you want on your show, I'm the best man for the job. So basically he was, you know, still a Stone Cold saying, I'm going to turn you know chicken shit into chicken salad so yeah um i don't know they they kept forcing him to do prop comedy and i i I guess i think based on this story based on the way he still hung out for five months after making the decision uh based on the way they booked him terribly to just job out to everybody um and then even make a fool out of EC3 because, you know, they wanted him to wrestle um, um, heel, but he was getting cheered because the company, you know, people, the audience could tell the company was burying him by making him lose in two minutes. Like, it was just such a, a clusterfuck. It looks, it looks like tentatively, I think we can make the argument, he tried to leave 
you know, in the in the best way possible, like working out his contract, still doing jobs for people, you know, and and not not letting all this stuff come out until after he's out. Yeah, right. Do you think that can we at least agree on that? Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, I mean, he talked about some of the positives, like obviously he met his wife, um, you know, Renee. Um, he kind of alluded to he got to be a part of the Make a Wish and how much. You know that's influenced his life um but i think one thing i wanted to ask you i don't because I don't, there's so much damn wrestling content did you get a chance to check out the um uh some of his promo work from before um he was on the main roster in wwe oh that stuff uh actually only because somebody posted a uh a video of his where he was trying to get mick foley to to fight him um, and it included a lot of that that material from uh, before being in the WWE, but it wasn't yeah it wasn't anything I, I meant to look for or tried to go watch. But yeah, he was he was a he was a psycho, um, and and psycho enough to to call out you know as a kid he's trying to call out Mick Foley you know the hardcore legend uh, yeah. from what I was watching. I don't I don't know what you saw, but um, yeah, what's up? No, I if he's gonna come on this show right and and make all these claims one of the claims he made was you know i i don't need a script i've been doing wrestling you know it's my favorite thing it's all i think about i'm used to i think i yeah i think i wrote it down um i'm used to talking people into seats so he's used to doing that and i i didn't want it to be a baseless claim you know so if you know uh God, uh, who gives a really, just a rotten promo? Um, I know we're not super high on, like, a Baron Corbin promo, but his his actually have gotten better. Um, but you know what I mean? Somebody like that. If they got, if they left WWE and made that claim, I'd kind of roll my eyes. So, knowing the garbage that they made Moxley go through, um, and then making that claim, I wanted to actually watch some of those videos, and I, I think we're gonna try and retweet some of those, Matt, um. He actually did have a pretty established, believable, unique uh, perspective, where a lot of the times it was like he he was like a like a street urchin Heath Ledger Joker, where he's kind of a down on his luck, just a just a wild mutt, you know, yeah. in an alleyway, ready to ready to fight for any scrap of food, and it had a real believable uh, believability to it. Um, and I think the more I watched the old footage, when he was he was a baby, you know, he doesn't have all the, um, um, you know, bump scars and wrinkles that he has now. He he was still doing really good work when he was, a, you know, a young guy, you know, nineteen twenty. Um, so I guess uh, it is kind of a shame the way he was he was mistreated. Um, yeah, just because based on the on the. Um, you know resume of work that we you know can easily find you know online he could have done it on his own um so matt do you think i guess because aew they keep preaching and this is something moxley talked about when he made his contract with aew was um they're gonna let you have some creative freedom so you're gonna mm-hmm. be able to create your own promos yeah i guess uh what what do you think needs to happen to allow that freedom to exist but not allow it to get to a um a point where the inmates are running the asylum because that's kind of how wcw crumbled 
Well, I think uh, John even talked about uh, like the the way that his generation is is perceived um, in pro wrestling, and I I don't think you're gonna have the same issues because you're not bringing the same people into pro wrestling as you did uh, in the '80s and the '90s. You know, you're bringing in this person that is fully aware, is not, you know, addicted to twelve different kinds of drugs. Um, that might sound mean, but I think we can all see that's that's <laughs> it's pretty true. At least with the guys that are on TV all the time, which would be Jake the Snake. You see Sean Waltman all the time. You can't. Nobody could convince me that they aren't. You know, getting high the second the you know right before the video starts, which is fine. Um, I, I'm just saying, like what what you've got now is this generation that while. The previous generation puts them down for not pushing as hard. I, I think what's going on is they are fully aware. They don't want to have the kind of things that they saw happen at WCW happen. And I, I think the decision that, that they make you know, revol- revolves around that. And you saw a guy in Dean Ambrose who wants more creative freedom so that, you know, is, is he asking to win the championship uh, with the finger poke of death? No. He's asking to not come out with a hot dog stand or make some silly promo about driving backwards on a highway because he's crazy Dean Ambrose, so there he goes driving backwards. Like, that's what he wants. You know? I Yeah. It, they're not making unreasonable claims, um, and, and, and having the freedom to, to make those decisions is, you know... I, we saw it work out with a guy like Stone Cold who, who wasn't doing a ton of drugs. And, and his career ended, and we still look at him lovingly. And here I am, you know, I can point straight back to the guys I was just talking about as the ones we don't, you know, maybe there's an older generation than me that looks back at Jake the Snake a little more fondly, but there's a Jake the Snake that I know. Um, but when you've got a Stone Cold who can, you know, keep his composure um, and, and create the character that he wanted to make and he was given that freedom because of, because of how successful he was, you know, they give him that freedom. Same thing with The Rock. The Rock comes back to WrestleMania. He can do and say whatever he wants. Why? Because he's The Rock. And it works yeah. out, and it's memorable, and it's fun. Um, so I, well, I, think, I think I think what we're looking at is is this, this generation that, that does respect. I think they respect the business a lot more than they – I. I'll just I'll, I'll say I think, it, I think well, their decision be, making revolves around making like helping out AEW and helping the business. Yeah, well, it. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, two two things will make it different. One is it you know it's a different um, regime up top. Um, you know, it's not run by people who just want to make money. It's not you know Ted Turner and Eric Bischoff. It's wrestlers. It's Cody. Um, you know, he's he's up there helping to make decisions. Um, so with that in mind, I think you also have to keep in, uh, you know, be cognizant of how it's going to be a case by case basis, right? Yeah. So a lot of those signees, you know, from WWF going over to WCW, a lot of those guys were already, you know, big time stars. They thought they were, you know, they acted like divas because they could. Um, you know, if you if you had a contract that said you don't have to show up for work, I. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I can honestly say if I have that, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure myself, uh, you know, members of the faction, we would also probably take days off. So I guess with Cody up top, 
and kind of looking at it at a case-by-case basis, I don't think you can pick a better team player right now than John Moxley. Um, and going beyond like his, his jobber tour, his last five months at WWE, where he jobbed out from everyone to EC3, who is not even on TV, and you know Moxley was losing to him. Uh, Drew McIntyre, he's just getting thrown through... Uh, you know, tables, stairs, off the stage, you know, by McIntyre, getting him over. Uh, he took bumps against uh, Nia Jax, which is fine. You know, even Moxley says, yeah. 2019, I'm cool with it. But, um, you know, he's that kind of guy where I don't think he, you know, he minds. Like, he was part of the Shield. He was easily the best uh, promo of the three guys. But the way he got booked, you know, he got booked like the, the underdog. You know, Roman Reigns was the guy who was put in the front. Um, Seth Rollins was Triple H's right-hand man. And then, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen to Dean. Dean had to basically, you know, uh, sell himself. They didn't they didn't give him any credit. So he was able to, when he was in the Shield, he was able to defer to these other two guys that WWE wanted to push. But he still found a way to scratch and claw to the top and become a champion. Um, so knowing he's happy to take a job knowing he's happy to defer um you know and even the comment he made to, to jericho about uh, somebody's you know flipping through the channels and they say hey that's that guy from the shield you know he's he recognized i can i can do things to help get other people over and the show over yeah that that had to be music to cody's ears you know and he cody makes those comments like we're not just going to be you know 50 percent you know, WWE, all these guys who leave, we, we want to, you know, make sure we're getting the right people. You know, he absolutely, he's, he's hitting a home run with Moxley. This is, this is a, a no brainer. Um, I think it's just surprising that, um, um, kind of back to back, like you have this amazing, um, asset in Moxley, but you know, we're just a week, you know, just a, a few days away from Pac being a no show at double or nothing. So we've already got one guy kind of playing diva, and it's, I don't know. It's not like it's, you know, it didn't ruin the show or anything. We still got tons of yeah. guys wrestling, and it's it's just kind of surprising this early in the game, and it's, it's not well, a panic I, situation, just, just interesting. I think, uh, you know, you'd go back, you should go back to your, your previous point about Cody making the right decisions. It wasn't anything where they came out and destroyed Pac. Um, <clears throat> they they kind of... You know, still gave the fans a match, and it was great that they negotiated. You know, like let's make sure we still have something. You know, right. for for Pac and uh, Hangman, and I I just think I, yeah that, that to me I look at that now as just another good decision. Um, after watching the whole show of uh, of Double or Nothing, I I think I think it's just kind of adding to these these good personnel decisions where I think on a weekly basis. Just to bring it back to the other company we usually talk about, I think we're usually complaining about their personnel decisions and their creative decisions. So, you know, if um, if I'm only getting AEW once a month, which I'm, I know that's not going to be the case, but <laughs> I think I'm going to like that. Even without any of these storylines, I think we were on the edge of our seat the whole night. Um, but this is this is a good time as any, Mike, to talk about uh, the fallout of Double or Nothing, as as uh, you have it here on the notes. Uh, do you want to go over what uh, you felt stood out at Double or Nothing? Yeah, um, I was just gonna ask you one thing. 
how to close out the Maxley segment. Oh um, my God, you ruin transitions every. Ah, oh, I hate you. I know, but I, I just wonder. Do you think that they're gonna WWE is gonna do a little navel gazing and maybe start giving their guys a little more freedom or keep the machine going? Well, that was a question. No, uh, I don't. I mean, I think they'd have to really fail to start making. They're, they're, you know, change. And and what they'll tell you is they did make the change and it just didn't happen. So I, that, 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 the better way to, to answer that question would be, you know, is the WWE going to lie to us, um, and tell us that they're making changes and and, in reality they're not, which I think is what we're more used to. I think that's, you know, turning something into a PR stunt and then not following through because we don't have access behind the scenes. That's the most likely scenario okay yeah uh yeah thanks for answering that but yeah let's um jump into double or nothing matt no i don't want to now now we're gonna talk um <laughs> let's talk tony storm versus nina samuels oh, good lord um yeah let's uh let's do the fallout we got to hear maxley's point of view right about uh what wwe is like and now we're hey, gonna do the brothers of discussion Mike, this is this is your show i just guessed on it uh, you tell well, me but, uh we're talking about this aew this is our first uh real we're a foray into this um i Matt, think this was everybody's <laughs> i mean they had, they had all in right you could have ordered that well um, i i would make i think I, this is the point i made last week was that tech you know this is brand new management this is this is a completely new brand okay all right we can ride with that i'm i'm flexible that's cool yeah um, yeah, it was everybody's first experience with AEW. There. Yeah, nice let's uh, let's start out with the, just the quibbles. Um, what do you want them to improve for the next uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view? Or, you know, when they do the Wednesday shows every week. What do you want to see improved? Uh, the commentary was some of the worst commentary I've, I've ever heard. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the commentary we even hear on Botchamania. Um... <laughs> on a you know every three weeks whenever that show is scheduled to come out but man oh man was that terrible and you know what if you're telling yourself well at least they had jr you know what jr's not that great anymore jr was uh the exact opposite of of everything cody said he wants aew to be so i i have to imagine that it was one of those things where they said you have to do jr like you can't if he's available you know and what? he's going to say yep. yes, you have to do it. Um, Didn't he, you know what he sounded like? He sounded like John Madden. Like he had all the he had all the the sound bites, but it, yeah. it wasn't the crisp you know description that you're used to. Yeah, and you and you can't tell me that there isn't another Mauro Ronaldo out there that you know is passionate about the business and doesn't have a problem looking a camera in the eye. <laughs> like those other two oh my doofuses goodness. oh my god just the guy's whole face sinking into his neck every time yeah, the camera he, was on them yeah he um, was deer in the headlights and the other guy's wearing a luchador mask so i can only imagine he had his eyes closed the whole time so he didn't have to look at the camera yeah that that was the other thing i felt like he just was wearing that so that he he could finish the job um mike that a, a thousand percent has to be improved because we bet you about it all the time on wwe um and how bad the com uh you know the uh whoever's at the commentator table it just seems like there's always something to complain about or there's a chemistry issue so get that figured out please 
Yeah, you know, because um, I think, you know, we're going to talk about the positives, but it's just that we get so spoiled by, um, like, WWE's budget and, like, um, like their production budget. You, It's really noticeable when you don't watch their, their show. So, like, there were instance, instances where there were amazing spots. And, you know, we were watching AEW with people who don't, you know, love wrestling as much as we do. And uh, what's going on over there? Oh shoot! Wait. Oh, I I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Uh, sorry. What was yeah, your let's question? Yeah, a weird echo. No, you're fine. Um, I was just gonna say we get spoiled by WWE. So <clears throat> when they when an amazing spot happens, there's almost a instantly, you know, replay of the action, and it'll be a, a split screen where you can still see what's happening live, and then there'll be a little replay after and. You know, we were watching AEW with people who don't really give a hoot about wrestling. Yeah. Um, they were invested. They they really thought the matches were great. But there were, I think, three or four times where they audibly said, oh, I wish we could have seen a replay of that. Yeah. Um, so I just hope they kind of, you know, get that figured out. And then um, just a couple other things, too. Just weird camera decisions where we would miss a spot or we'd miss a hot tag because they were getting a reaction shot of somebody in the ring. So, um, this is kind of segueing into the positives, but I don't think the wrestling was the issue. It just kind of seemed like a, yeah, a, a amateurish production, which was kind of surprising. Um, but Matt, what stood out? Let's get into the positives. Cause this, this is the fun part. What stood out for you at double or nothing? Well, I think uh, it's every. Is, did you add anything to this list? Because I know my top two were MJF and Orange Cassidy. Um, we, Mike, we had two hundred thousand people see our brand this weekend because of Orange Cassidy and us tweeting out <laughs> that video of him kicking Tommy Dreamer, uh, yeah. a guy that was the twenty-second entrant into a twenty-one man battle royal, uh, could not have earned that spot anybody like i mean it was just i think it was one of those things where it was you know hangman hangman's coming out to win this so you know do we keep orange cassidy out no send him out there and man that was yeah that was pure gold and and somebody tweeted earlier today um another video of orange cassidy interacting with joey ryan and they said if this is the death of pro wrestling let it die because it was Cassidy kicking Joey Ryan, and then it turned into <laughs> uh, a dick suplex. So yeah. I mean, just innovative wrestling all around. And if and if you're one of the few bozos that tweeted at us that nah. that that was bad wrestling, nope. Um, you know, you just you gotta open your mind. Like it, it's about. It's not always about doing you know the revival shaving each other's backs. Like it doesn't have to be so on the nose. But that was, you know, in, in so many ways, you've got, like, that... That's that... what that's what a battle royale is, though. I mean, you know, like, R-Truth bringing the ladder out for a Royal Rumble. That was, that was just kind of silly, but it, it, you know, makes you laugh. It kind of breaks up the tension a little bit, because this is, you know, there's a lot on the line. There's a number one contendership. And then some goofballs out there doing his, you know, his soft kicks, and then, a, you know, a kind of a half-hearted, you know, knife-edge chop. I'd call it, like, a, a butter-knife slap. Uh, yeah wow i'm gonna write that down and if uh if you watch that video and you did not take a moment to watch jungle boy react to that um 
You, you missed out. Uh, go back, find the video of Orange Cassidy uh, kicking Tommy Dreamer, and just watch Jungle Boy's reaction. It is it is pure gold. The fact that he's not involved in that um, spot or that you know that gimmick, and he's still uh, Mike. Did you see it? No, I did not. So Jungle Boy's in the corner doing the you know the regular old breast in a battle royal. And uh, he's got, like, his his hands up at his mouth like he's, you know, his teeth are chattering and he's biting his nails. And then uh, (laughs) Cassidy goes for that one last kick with the, oh, and then he covers his eyes right before Tommy Dreamer gets kicked. It was... It was pure gold. Like, I I mean, that that is comedy wrestling. You know, like, I I know... um, uh what cm punk's buddy uh runs those comedy wrestling programs um colt cabana but you know that this was it you know what i mean like this is the kind of thing like if you're gonna add comedy to your wrestling shows we see the wwe attempt to do with hot dog stands and back shaving no this this was comedy and wrestling this was gold yeah i liked it a lot too uh good call out there um I think what stood out for me, uh, one thing was the emphasis on tag team wrestling. Um, we're kind of, you have to compare because it's, it's you know, what we usually talk about on the show, but WWE usually relegates the um, tag team wrestling to the pre-show or it's kind of a non-factor. Um, you know, there's the women's tag team belt that, you know, took forever to even exist. Um, and the show had, you know, it was the, the first real exposure for all elite wrestling and they had four tag matches on the card so it's yep. it's pretty cool that they're you know putting their mouth you know putting their money where the mouth is because i know uh, the young bucks <laughs> putting their mouth where their money is <laughs> i was literally putting my mouth on some pizza uh the young bucks you know made that claim that we care about tag team wrestling and it just sounded like they wanted to get themselves over uh but that wasn't the case um you know, they let all these other teams get uh, prominent spots on the card and really get a chance to, you know, show off for this crowd. So, again, um, hopefully on the next show they, they figure out those instant replays so we can see all the amazing spots from the Lucha Brothers. Um, I think they really impressed us, for sure. Um, you know, um, one thing, Matt, I don't think it's going to be a Titanic issue, but it's not really a positive or a negative, but... This show, I think two of the bigger bigger moments um, was the, the Moxley debut after the Chris Jericho-Kenny Omega match, and then Cody versus uh, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned that in subsequent shows, like they're going to be able to have, not necessarily those exact, you know, like a, a, a brotherly blood feud, or a you know a, a first time debuting you know guest surprise, um, I don't know. Are you concerned that maybe those two things you know because you can't repeat those every single show. You can't have another bro- you know brotherly blood feud and another you know debut. Um, do you think that this is maybe kind of stars in the eyes? This is fresh, or even are you even worried about that for show number two? Like they'll they'll figure it and the the cards will fall where they may. No, because there's, I mean, there's reasoning behind, like, Dustin and Cody uh, being so great. And it's because they, they took a storyline that has been, like, a canned, like, all right, this is how you do it. And you've got two brothers going at it. And they're angry because of this, blah, 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 blah. 
And they, they took it and had it mean something completely different, that Cody was destroying the Attitude Era, not his brother, uh, or, or not just his brother. Um, I think right now they're, they're looking outside of the box and looking for different ways to define these storylines. And uh, they, they made it something for Cody that when he, you know, he was doing his duty, he didn't want to do it. And, and I like those elements of the story, and I think it made it that much more touching. And then, of course, when they're the 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 most memorable part of it is them setting up the next match, which is pro wrestling. Um, if you're not, and it's something that we've talked about in the last few weeks. If you're not thinking of the way to end this properly, with you know, you know, you're either ending it with with uh, Dustin taking his boots off and retiring, or you're going into the next match, which is going to be this tag match of, of Dustin and Cody versus the Young Bucks. So I, I can't blame them for finding an amazing way to tell that next story. It would be, um, what would be scary is if we just saw more of what the WWE does, where the night ends and they're too afraid to tell the next story because they know we're going to be so angry about it. So they leave it for Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. they will not tell that or, or give Brock a chance to talk after he wins money in the bank because we're just going to be so freaking furious at every word he, he says or, or something like or if you know Brock is going to win him another match you know that like that kind of thing it, it's just they save it for the for the show that uh, it, it'll mean it'll mean less it'll hurt less but uh, no this is I think this is them taking advantage of their opportunities and then. Um, making the most out of of what is should be considered like normal wrestling moves uh and not you know not moves in the ring just yeah. moves from story to story and i think i think all we saw was was this you know they nailed it and um you know as as for john moxley coming out um i think that's them taking advantage of the fact that they signed john moxley i don't i i, I don't look at that as that was the only way to end the show um I think you could have had something neat where, you know, I, yeah, it wouldn't be as great, but you still could have had a great night with Cody coming out or the Young Bucks or somebody turning face or something like that. Like there, there is still opportunities for that. Um, but that's that's kind of how that story was written too. Like Jericho wins, and he's asking for thank yous because he knows Dean Ambrose is coming. So, you know, like when you're analyzing it, you can't just take Dean Ambrose out of that equation and say, you know, this wouldn't have been as fun because I would think that they would have come up with a different ending than just Jericho getting the clean win and then the fans booing the cameras, you know, closed. Yeah, yeah I uh, yeah, I, I definitely know they have enough creativity in the room to come up with other things, but this is just a, a perfect first exposure you know, to to us to sell us on AEW, yeah. And then when we had people who don't really care about wrestling, um, you know, uh, a blood match, some debuts. You know, Awesome Kong came out from. Uh, you know, people are gonna know her from Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling on Netflix. Um, it just it couldn't have. I don't. I, I'm, I'm I fall out of my chair a little bit to hear people bitch about this show. I, I don't think it could have been booked better to get you to want to watch more. So. For me, uh, even with the quibbles, I think this was probably an A show. This was an A+. This is as good as what we've come to get from NXT TakeOvers. 
If that's uh, not a segue, I don't know what is. I uh, I lost you again. I'm, I just have my phone up to my yeah. What the now. hell's going on over there, man? <laughs> I'm trying to use my AirPods. Um. So what do we? What did you say? You said something about NXT Takeover. Holy Jesus! Yeah, I was saying it was it was good enough. You know, it it reminded me of an NXT Takeover event where from start oh. to finish everything. Yeah, I did ruin that awesome. What's going on over there, Matt? Get some damn headphones. Hey, wait. I can kind of hear you. There we go. Yay! Let's see if this works. Um, Yeah, let's talk about NXT TakeOver 25. Matt's going to be watching Top Segura do comedy. Whoops. Um. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Way to bury the show. Um, Hey, I didn't tell them to... I'm not going to cancel my tickets so that I can watch TakeOver that's on the network. I pulled the fire alarm at Top Segura. (laughs) <laughs> you can go ahead and try um, oh i will i will um yeah we got 25 matt uh it's a weird weekend there isn't a usually there's a wwe event attached to it nxt takeover is gonna stand alone on its own and what a card yeah um, I'm, I'm gonna say this they're they might be shaking in their boots and calling some people up from nxt to the main roster uh, I think that's why this takeover is happening at the time that it's happening. Um, if that's Matt, let's, if that's where you were going with that comment, <laughs> it can be. Matt, let me uh, breeze through the card here, um, and then we'll kind of get back here and get some uh, some predictions. We got Matt Riddle uh, going up against Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Era. We got Io Shirai battling. Shayna Baszler for the Women's NXT Championship. We got a four-way tag match between the Undisputed Era, Street Profits, and then Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch and the Forgotten Sons. And the winner of this match becomes the NXT Tag Team Champion. Um, We also have probably the match I'm most excited about is Champion of North America, Velveteen Dream, battling a returning Tyler Breeze. And then, in our main event, Matt, we have Adam Cole. <clears throat> Baby. Versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Matt, Baby. hot tag. Which match is going to steal the show and be the match that you revisit for years and years to come? Matt, you have a baby daughter on the way. Which match are you going to show her from NXT TakeOver 25? Uh, It's probably... Well, here's the thing. I, I say we we talk about this all the time and we see match of the year or whatever uh or you know match of the night and then uh we always say it wasn't the main event and then the matches that i go back on and watch on nxt takeovers are always the main event <laughs> so um if i was to play this game honestly i'd have to say it's probably gonna end up being adam cole and johnny gargano especially since we're watching the last adam cole match um in nxt but um what huh what what did matt just say no the last um, match of adam because he's going to AEW. no i'm just kidding oh my God. <laughs> that well, would be pretty funny over there yeah right yeah. Um, um i'm not really even too i'm, I'm not super sold on that either <laughs> just so you know if adam cole losing and and coming to the main roster i'm just i i'm guessing that whoever is losing is probably getting called up just to add some juice 
some excitement because they're I th- I think they are kind of they already don't know what to do with Ricochet, so it's like all right, well, what other new toys can we play with? Um, but yeah, that's uh, wh- I mean, what's what's your guess, Mike, for I, match you know, of the night? I you know I own a T-shirt of Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big mark for her. I think she's incredible. She's already 38. Um, at some point, we probably want to call her up before she's, you know, uh, John Cena aged. Um, it, Matt, it's it's the other t-shirt I own. It's the Velveteen Dream going up against Tyler Breeze. Uh, I think this is going to be just an amazing NXT uh, uh, showcase of ridiculous antics. I can't wait for these two clowns to be gyrating and air humping and selfie taking each other. Um, Tyler Breeze is a man of the people, not the not the WWE universe, but the NXT universe. Um, they love this guy. They embrace this. I think the crowd's going to be electric for this match. Um, they love the Dream. They love Breeze. I don't think there's going to be a loser in this match. I, I think that it's just going to be just ridiculous, over-the-top over the fun. Um, Dream's going to retain because he's actually on the roster, but woo-wee! this might be a way for us to finally kind of shake up those rosters a little bit and maybe do, I, I don't know, if they want to pretend it's a mentorship or something, but you know, apply that wildcard rule to um, NXT. Um, and maybe have main roster guys be able to go down on NXT guys. <laughs> There's a Popsky. All right. Did you plan that? You didn't plan that. You know, that. I didn't plan it, but I, like, like I had this weird little brain synapse when I started describing what I was describing. I was like, "There's a way I can put go down on somebody in this." <laughs> I'm glad that was a great. I want to see though. the main roster guys all go down <laughs> on the NXT guys. That's all I want to. See. That's gonna be my new ringtone. Is just we got our uh, <laughs> we got our caption for this week's episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, I want to see all the main roster guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many hits we're going to get on <laughs> on Google if we put that? Uh, well, first yeah, we'll get blocked gonna from... The, there are going to be a lot of fan fiction hits, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Matt, let's, uh, let's, kinda do, let's run through some predictions here. Uh, Matt Riddle, uh, the barefooted man himself, the king of bros against Roderick Strong, who wears boots. Uh, he's on the Undisputed Era. He's... He's kind of been disenfranchised from the group. Matt, this match... Uh, uh, do either of these two guys' collective pectorals survive the match? These are two of the hardest slapping fellas in the whole shebang. Uh, no, I think they'll both need titty transplants. Um, I concur. I think that would be the official... Um... So we got four titty transplants, Matt. Who... Let's say this. There's going to be two titty transplants for the loser, one titty transplant for the winner. Who will leave with at least one pectoral intact? Who's your winner? Well, is it going to be interesting to see the Undisputed Era go 0 for 3 tonight or that night? Or is it going to be fun to see Roderick Strong get the win on Matt Riddle? 
and then see the other you know i guess the other three is how i'll put it see them go down with the loss Ooh, matt i like it that's a big picture thought i like it a lot are you thinking body that's the thing. That's what makes NXT so great is we can't just go through one match. Like they they do put all these matches into a story. Um and I don't just mean just this one takeover. They you know, they do it every freaking episode. But uh yeah, yeah I think I think I'm going to go Roddy Strong. Wow. I you know, you have a great justification. It's just it seems like lately they've booked Riddle to the moon. I can't I can't pick against that. I got to pick Riddle. All right. Uh, Good luck. Matt, we got uh, the invading <laughs> Tyler Breeze going down on Velveteen Dream. <laughs> who, you, who you got in this one? I think with Tyler going down on Velveteen, there's just... That's that's his victory. That's going to be know? a stiff competition. <laughs> I I mean, Velveteen's an up-and-comer. So... I think blood's going to be rushing for this... this... <laughs> Wait, we you didn't pop ski for this up and sword cover. fight? Yeah, this up and comer. What a sword fight between these two guys, Matt. Who you um, got? I mean, I, shit. I know you're picking Velveteen. Should I pick Tyler just to make it interesting? But pick I whatever's mean, in your heart. It's Velveteen. Dreams winning this. He's not losing the title yet. He's not getting a call up, and Tyler is not full time NXT. Is that enough? Keep going. Ten more uh velveteen sang a song uh he got punched on the last takeover uh that's it that's all i got give me one more one more come on um uh fandango's coming back so the fashion police are going to be back on smackdown there you go this is why you tune in to the brothers discussion for insight (laughs) like that matt Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, versus Shayna Baszler, she's gonna waste her. Matt, <laughs> who you got? Queen of Spades or the Queen of Panda Bear Heads? I don't know. I I think, uh, you know, we were, we were just talking about all these decisions that are gonna be pushed a little bit quicker than maybe they should, and I think, uh, I think Shayna is getting the call up. I know you said... You said you want Shayna getting called up. I with with her two buddies um i i just don't think they're ready i think they're too green to get the call up so that's gonna be that's the problem is is they still need more time um but eo i don't know it just feels like it's time like it's time to move the title maybe it doesn't mean shana's getting called up but um she can definitely fight for it again as we go into uh brooklyn yeah um you know they definitely did, you know, favors for like, uh, like Asuka. She didn't officially lose the NXT Women's Championship. She just kind of gave it up because she had a fake boo boo. Um, I don't know if they're gonna do something similar for Shayna because it feels like she deserves to be known as one of the greatest women's NXT champions ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They every time i predict that she's going up she doesn't go up so i'm gonna i'm gonna predict that she wins keeps the title and hangs around for a little bit more than you know maybe it'll jinx her into getting a call up and making a lot of money um <laughs> up yeah. more uh matt we have a four-way tag title match for the belts that are owned by nobody uh, we got the undisputed era care <laughs> and bobby dang it bobby and we got the street profits 
uh, who never get a fair shot. We got Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. One, two. And then the forgotten, uh, you know. The, yeah. Something. Uh, for, so, uh, forgotten boys. Forgotten sons. There yeah. we go. Matt, uh, who has no chance in hell winning this? Well, you just gave me the best transition ever. Um, oh, wait. You said who's not winning this. <laughs> I was all ready to say the Forgotten Sons um, to win it. So that's who I'm picking to win it. Um, I No chance in hell. There's yeah. no way that Oni and Larkin and Danny and Birch are, are winning this fight. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you know, every time you do that, remember when you were a kid and they would teach you fractions and you had to multiply them so they would do like a little X? Yeah. Is that's that what, what you... I think of every time. I think of Oni, Oni Birch, Danny Larkin. Larkin, Danny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're on the money with that one. Um, I just, I don't know if the Street Profits finally going get to a, get a fair shot. Um, I, uh, I, I yeah. like the way you, uh, I like the way you booked Roderick Strong, but I already ruined it with my Matt Riddle pick. <sighs> or, Mike... Or is Roddy winning and Undisputed Era, or I, I should say Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are winning, and then Adam Cole's the only one who loses. Makes him the odd Ooh. man out. See, that's what I that's what I predicted uh, maybe a month or so. Like, I predicted it early on Mania weekend that they dump Adam Cole as the leader and turn to Roderick as their new leader. Um, You know, the most deserving team is the Undisputed Era. I don't. I don't think there's any question there. But if they're gonna make a panic move and call these guys up, good God, I can't believe the Forgotten Sons are gonna be champions and heavy machine never was. Yeah. God damn it. All well, right. I guess the the fucking Sons win. Matt, we're at the main event. We have Adam Cole, <clears throat> baby, versus Johnny freaking Gargano, baby. In a match for the NXT <clears throat> Championship title. Bebe. Yes. Bebe. Um, I think we talked about this kind of going back and forth for a few months until yeah. uh, Champa comes back. Uh, I don't think we're going to really divert from the plan. Uh, Matt, hot tag. Do you see Adam Cole getting called up after this match? What are the odds of that happening? Uh, I would say like forty percent. If you if you could put a, so like I I would go like negative two fifty. No, wait. Let's do negative one fifty. So, um, you got to bet a hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred dollars. But it, you know it's not it's not that bad. You know like. It's not like you got to spend two hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred dollars, but um, yeah, you know, I, I I think I think all the rumors we've heard about like NXT's roster not making a lot of changes probably has a lot to do with their current crop of um, wrestlers at the Performance Center that they might not have a lot of confidence in, and maybe the guys that they could sign that are Adam Cole level aren't popping up as much, so. I, you know, yeah. maybe what that's what's going on. What the, what the fuck happened to Keith Lee? Is he still on the roster? Uh, yeah, but I, isn't he? He's going to be waiting for Dijakovic uh, to come back, Where's who's Boo-Boo's? going through yeah a six month knee injury. Uh, yeah, I I, I mean, I don't think I don't, yeah. Okay, let's do this. What's well, yeah, what's no. more what's more likely to happen? Adam Cole getting called up, or Oni and Lorkin and Danny and Birch becoming tag team champions? 
Um, Let me try to stump you. Adam Cole getting called up is definitely more likely. I mean, <laughs> the entire Undisputed Era getting called up is more likely than Oni and Larkin and Danny and Birch winning I mean, the that, NXT tag title. That reminds me of that moment on The Office. I mean, that is a compliment to Adam and a slight to Oni and Danny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, Johnny Gargano! I think he's, he's going over. This is... Uh, it's gonna go for a while and i think they like this story of adam cole kind of being down on his luck um and then i think after this after he loses again i think there's gonna be some uh interesting storyline changes uh for undisputed era so i think this is gonna help propel those changes so um you know johnny takeover he's going to be on top with a belt I agree. <laughs> I'm still like I think the more fun conversation is going to be once we know Champ is ready to come back. Um, you know, how do they make him heal again? Or yeah. does or does Johnny turn heel, which I don't really want. I know people have been talking about it, but um yeah. I that's not how to, that story needed to be completed. I don't know. I guess Johnny already won the title, so now you just got to figure out the next thing to do. Yeah. Um I don't like it because I want to see the old story end. Any hoozles? Yeah, Johnny. Johnny's taking this. So, you know, the big the big question for me, since I'm picking Roddy to go over Matt Riddle, is will the Undisputed Era actually win those tag titles again? Which also doesn't make a ton of sense for that to happen because we just saw the War Raiders drop the titles, so it feels like it's time for someone else to take them. Um, and then again. You know, when All you right. go down that list of guys, Street Profits aren't winning it. Oni and Larkin, Danny and Birch aren't winning it. So it just leaves the Forgotten Sons. Um, but that that being said, you know, kind of just, like, to me, that's the big story of the night is what happens with the Undisputed Era. Yeah. That was a fart. Um, that's what that was? Yep. Wow. That sounded like uh, like some feedback in the microphone or something. <laughs> um Matt likelier outcome. Oni and Lorkin and God, Danny and Birch God. become tag team champions or Brock Lesnar becomes the twenty four seven champion. Oh my god, Brock winning the twenty four seven championship. We've talked Whoa! about it on the show. You know they're writing that down right now. Mick Foley's son's like I listened to this podcast and they talked about <laughs> Lesnar winning. <laughs> Is that is that's your Dewey impression? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how he sounds. I don't even know his name was Dewey. <laughs> I'm Mick Foley's hot daughter. Hi. <laughs> but you can't tell we're related. Mm? You can't. Thanks for getting me a ticket on the side with the hard camera. Genius. Ooh. Why is she on every fucking shot of Double or Nothing? That was my other thing. Let's go back and do the what did you want to improve for the next pay-per-view. No more fucking Foley kids in the left corner, all right? Yeah. Just get me some people dressed up as the Macho Man or that weird long-haired guy who's always in the middle of the WWE pay-per-views. I don't want to see her, the fucking Foley kids. I don't want to see them. You know what? That that, that was... Uh, I, I was pretty happy to watch a wrestling show and not have to watch the same spoiled brats <laughs> in the front row. That was pretty great. I know. How rich are those assholes? Um, I don't know. Matt, we're pushing uh, hour 20 here. Uh, any final th- final thoughts here in the week that is pro wrestling? 
Um, I just, I really, I really hope. Like, I know NXT is going to be fun to watch. Yes. Um, but I, I just, I want to see some improvements. You know, if we can get one surprise victory out of, uh, I guess I'll just say it out of the Saudi Arabia show. I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now again. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, nobody gives a fuck that I'm not watching it, but I'm not. I will refuse to watch those shows. Um, but hopefully we get some surprises because otherwise I think we're in for a long summer uh, of waiting for AEW to start. Oof. Um, I'm going to do my final thought is uh, a show we don't give enough credit to, but I swear to God, if you have 45 minutes, watch NXT UK this week. There was a... I know, I know, I already know, okay? I'm just saying, Cassius Ono and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. They gave them like a 17-minute segment to do a match, and it was really good. So they had no storyline, they just had to sell it in the ring, and it was just the two of them kind of showing off their movesets. Um, we had Gallus uh, crush a couple of goofballs, Romo, and I don't remember the other guy, I think it was the tight end for the Cowboys. Uh, but it was just cool because, uh, you know, they've been bringing up British Strong Style and well, the newly christened Imperium, um, you know, as the two main factions. But Gallus in Scotland got a hero's welcome as the bad guys. So it was kind of cool to see that. Can I, um, I have a hot tech question about NXT UK, Mike. Please so, do. like Cassius Ono, uh, Jack Gallagher, neither one of those guys are like NXT UK, right? So I don't know. They they kind of are now. Damn it! <laughs> it's the wild card. Let me ask the question. Okay. <laughs> Would you consider that match more of Cassius Ono going down on Jack Gallagher or Jack Gallagher oh going God. down on Cassius Ono? Oh, I'm skipping that hot tag. The other thing you got from <laughs> NXT UK, uh, you got a title match. Uh, Nina Samuels challenged Tony Storm for the women's NXT UK Championship. Uh, damn good match. Pretty good spots. What was but, that thing uh, in, in Book Smart where when they yelled it, you had to do it? What was the? It was like Mandrake or something. It was Malala. Malala, that's right. Mike Malala was Cassius Ono going down on Jack Gallagher, or is Jack Gallagher going down on Cassius Ono? Malala, um, Malala, Malala. I guess Cassius technically went down on Jack Gallagher. Perfect. All right, that that's it, folks. Matt? <laughs> I want you to watch the entire hour of NXT UK, Malala. All right, I'm watching it right now. Here we go. With and it's on. the sound on. <laughs> Why do I need the sound on? It makes Hold me on, a wait. better wrestling fan. One last fan. little nugget. Um, just check out the Imperium debut. It's pretty key. Oh, my God. And you and your one little nuggets that you break down into because it's 12 like little pebbles. It's like poop, like a reindeer poop. Like you got an extra little little milk no. ball nuggets come out. That's not how nuggets work. That's how deers poop. They have little... They make little balls. Then say, let's talk about a pile of deer shit and start talking about hey, NXT Hey, watch UK. your tongue. <laughs> I hope Walter slaps the shit out of you someday. Um, oh, well, yeah, they're getting up. Mean. That was that was that was a little much. Uh, <laughs> I know. I say shit, and you're like, I, meant like I uh, hope you die. <laughs> Why'd well, you said I hope he slaps the poop out of you in case you're constipated? Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was a it was a cool uh, cool moment, and we're gonna get a match three on three in two weeks. British Strong Style versus Imperium. I'm pumped. Um, Matt, where can the people find 
any goddamn thing Brothers of Discussion related. Yes, sir. So wait, the show's over now? I just want yes. to make sure you're okay with it. I don't have okay. any more. No more nuggets. Okay, they're all out. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, everybody, you can find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter and also Facebook. Also, just go ahead and search Brothers of Discussion on Facebook. Uh, we have a live uh, wrestling discussion thread. Always actually running. We're running 24-7, just like the 24-7 title. Uh, come in. Give us your thoughts. It's uh, our Facebook group, the Pro Wrestling Live Discussion Group, hosted by uh, Brothers, of Dis- Brothers of Discussion. Go to bodpodcast.com for the, all of the archive blogs and podcast episodes. Brothersofdiscussion.com will get you there as well. Go to wherever you are enjoying your podcast right now, and please uh, subscribe, like, review, rate us, and uh, help us gain more followers uh, by you taking a moment um, and and doing us that enormous favor. We promise that when we can repay you, the members of the faction, we will. Yes, with real money. Well, we'll find a way. With an extra article. You, You always... You always gotta ruin. You gotta ruin that statement. If we keep it open ended, it guess. sounds really nice. Yeah, have them go. Oh my God, they're gonna give us money if we with the brothers of this. discussion licensed condom. <laughs> It'll be the exact size of the brothers of discussion cocks. Well, and you can go down on anybody on the NXT roster. Oh boy, there you go. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Alright! Oh yeah, we're coming!